all, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. Everybody check out our website. It is dameitall.com and subscribe to the podcast. We are great. And I'm Tracy Dietz. Yes, subscribe right now. Go do it right now. Today is the beginning of a new thing for us. We're going to have a guest. Yeah, starting. we're starting a new segment called A Few Minutes With. And just it's going to be a little later in the podcast. And we have this awesome, young, ambitious, smart, um, woman named Lucy Beck, um, and she sort of, for me, is the de- definition of you know the hashtag fu- the future is female. She's very she's impressive, amazing. super yeah. exciting what she's doing. So before this podcast today, Tracy and I did our typical little sit down to talk about what you know to share ideas and look at our outline and what we're going to talk and about. We agree and on everything. It's going to be heated. So we've poured ourselves some bellinis. Wait, we're not going to agree on everything. Uh, I thought you said you were going to agree with me today. I mean, you love me so even much. if I tell myself today. I'm going to agree with everything Tracy Deed says. And then you say something and I'm like, nope, nope, no, 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 can't do it. Not Deep down do it. you want to. I mean, it's true because I really love you and you're really pretty, but <laughs> I just can't do oh it. Oh my God. I think that was sexist. <laughs> totally. I mean, I do it on purpose. So to get us kicked off, and this is not the heated part of the podcast, we decided to talk about the evangelicals again. So there was an article in the post, I think, that said that evangelical women are starting to not love the president quite so much anymore. They have distinctly said they would not go back and change their vote, and they're appreciative of the legislation he has passed, but hoping for a better moral option in 2020. So not surprising. I mean, Thank God at it's least not surprising. We, you would want very religious people to be more supportive of very religious type things. Um, Right. And he has more sex with porn stars than any president to date. Well, I mean, so I don't know that that's true, because if you went back in history, I mean, the 24 hour news cycle is clearly different now than it was. secret porn star sex in the past. I don't know. I mean, do you think JFK never had sex with a porn star? I was just thinking, "Mm, JFK. I I mean, maybe not straight, like dirty porn stars, but. What's a dirty porn star? Like, uh, like professional porn stars, like ones that make their money from having sex on video. On, okay, yeah. but that is a porn star, right? Like, but I'm that not different? sure that JFK, like the Marilyn Monroe's of the world, so Marilyn Monroe is not a porn star, right? So you, okay, so you think John F. Kennedy was just he was a philanderer for philanderer, sure, for sure, yeah, but yeah, yeah. not. And boning. just as like a side note, not evangelical, Stormy Daniels is killing it. Like her PR team or whatever that is, she has been in the news, top of the fold. For days in a row. Yeah. I mean, she is But just there's a video. Herself. So there's a video, apparently. She's got video. She's got text. She's got pictures. I know. And she wants to be able... She just, yeah, so yesterday she said she'd give the 130 grand back because you know how what much she would make... the fuck? Because you know how much she would oh, make true. off the video? Yes. Oh, Huge. Who's going to watch that? Oh, my God. So many gross weird would people. Would you watch it? Donald Trump having sex with a porn star? I mean, you could not pay me enough money to watch that. Do you know how... Dis- I mean... We're talking about that man naked. I mean, having sex. Aren't you curious? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Um, But back to the evangelicals. So the women in suburban Dallas have conceded they've cringed sometimes at Mr. Trump, citing his pettiness, impulsiveness, profanity, and name-calling. But still, they defended him because he delivered on issues they cared about, such as the appointment of Supreme Court Justice Gorsuch. So I think that a lot of people cringe. So many. So so All many people the, cringe yeah. when he sends out certain texts. I mean, he fired Tillerson by text, text this morning or by tweet, by tweet, text or tweet. Oh shoot, tweet. Sorry, tweet. Yeah. by tweet. I mean, sorry. I'm sure his texts are 
awful too we just don't get to see them right. as often right yeah. um i'm sure he's missing hope hicks right now but, but i think it'll be interesting what happens in the this sort of this art like sort of nothing article about the evangelical women speak to a larger truth which is what does the republican presidential in 2020 look like so last week i went up on fox against a beauty queen miss ohio 2014 who's a very smart woman i got no i got no problem with her beauty but she's one of many young women on his 2020 re-election advisory committee and you're just like, wow, how, how does he not get taken down? I mean, if he's not in prison first. Because he's going to win. Because he's going to win. So, if, I, if so his, I think it's great that there were two. Off. But I think it was great that there were a couple of women that came out and said, you know, we're, we're, we're breaking away a little bit. But <clears throat> Nikki Haley's not going to run against him in 2020. Nobody's going to run against him in 2020. Although he straight pissed her off when he when he questioned her loyalty. Yes. You remember when she had to like oh, sure. take account of sure. people that she's still not going to she's still not going to she's still not going to take him on in 2020. Nobody's going to take on Trump in 2020 except the Democrats. He just, I don't know that I, I we should like bet each other our favorite bottle okay. around that because I don't know. I got he, all kinds of bets. I got all <laughs> kinds of bets going on right now. Like the fact that you're you not going to take the house and Senate. Oh, no, I when you're going to lose my friend. But we'll mm, see. Yeah, we yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. We could. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But it if it's the be... year of the women and and he and these sort of more conservative women that have always confused us around their support of Trump, right? We're like, how is it possible that their support continues? Because, you know, even if it was my favorite Mike Pence or Paul Ryan, like their conservative approach would be similar legislatively. They just are not such terrible people or at least not because they think he's winning because they think because of tax cuts, because of Gorsuch's, because of North Korea. I mean, North Korea is bowing down right now after we all had the conversations about like, oh, my God, we're going to go to nuclear war. North Korea is like, holy fuck, that man is insane. We need to go talk to him. Yeah, because he's going to blow us up. The conversation has happened yet, but I totally get it. And and I know you and I disagree on North Korea, but I think that the 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 optics of that are. Holy shit, he's getting something done. And so women are like, well, he's getting something done. Yeah, my only so, so my only rebuttal to that is what percentage of the optics? To me, it feels like the vast majority of the optics are on all the other stuff. Like all the negative. So if you're only character, watching Fox News, then you get the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Unless and except for every Tuesday at five o'clock. Because then I'm Kelly there. And then I, you know, I call him a predator as much as I can on Fox yeah. News. People on Twitter love me for that. Yeah. Do they? <laughs> No, I need no, to start following you nope, on Twitter to watch that. <laughs> but I think it'll be an interesting experiment for us and this podcast to keep an eye on women Trumpers between now and his reelect. Right. Like this caught my attention. This article t- caught my attention because, yes, it's a small subsect evangelical women. But when you add up and add up these small universes and women have the likelihood of being able to to win elections if they get out the vote. You know what I mean? Like there Absolutely. are more female, potential female voters than men, although we vote less and we're going to talk about that next. Ugh. But um, mm. that if enough people, you know, get fed, enough women get fed up and re-engage in democracy. I, I still it's, think, it's, I mean, it's I still happening in the Democratic I side and still think right that he can't lose a primary. Like there's no way he's going to lose a primary. He's going to have too much money. He's going to have too many people behind him. He's not going to lose a primary. There's no way a sitting president is going to lose a primary. And all of those oh, women. I can't, wait. I can't wait to see how it goes down because I don't agree. But you think Donald Trump can be beat in a primary in 2020? Yes. Then you're insane. Well, I am insane. Yep. It, it's OK. <laughs> There's just no. I mean, you didn't think he could win it anyway. Like nobody thought nobody he was going to win in 2016. You didn't either. I did not. Yeah. You were correct. Yeah. I did not. I did not think he was going to win. Like there's he reports w- of like exactly seven people thought he was going to win. 
right <laughs> professional he uh he will not he will not lose a primary in 2020 we shall see and all those women that you're talking about are not going to come out and vote for a democrat no but the they evangelical might, women but they might vote for the uh, the like a like a moral republican sure they might yeah. but he's he's not going to lose i mean there, there's not going to be enough of that for him to lose a primary he's not going to lose a primary to nikki haley all right, we'll see. And on that note, we're going to move right into our next segment. So we are excited here at Damon Alda Hell to have the beginning of a new segment. You excited, Tracy Dietz? I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so very excited. excited today. We are tentatively calling it A Few Minutes With, and we have an awesome young woman right here in our studio with us, and she's Lucy Beck, who I have referenced on this podcast before because to know her is to love her. She's wicked smart, Southern California native, a graduate of University of Arizona. She is the lead account executive at Stone's Phones, which is a Democratic phone consultant. And she and an awesome group of women have started a millennial issue discussion gathering troubleshooting connecting group called empower welcome lucy beck hi well thank you guys so much for having me i'm very excited to be here so tell us a little bit about this group where did it come from how did it get started sure so we started thinking about this group uh at the end of last summer last july uh and it really all happened because i was going to a conference and I was super excited about it, felt really proud of myself. I was one of the few junior women that are were, was going. And I ended up getting hit on the entire time by really oh. creepy people. And <laughs> yeah. We never talk about bad conference behavior on this podcast. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the beginning of what, what started this group. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Sorry, keep going. No. So uh, I came back feeling really discouraged and felt really gross. And it was really discouraging knowing that I was so excited about it beforehand, was so proud of myself. And then I just felt like, oh, this is what my life is going to be. And I kind of refused to let that be the case. Uh, and so I talked to my boss, who is a wonderful man. And I was like, you're awesome. <laughs> But I need to be talking to some ladies. <laughs> so I asked him to put me in contact with all of the badass powerhouse women in D.C. Because I was like, they've I know they've experienced this. So what have they been doing about it? How do they deal with it? What are some tactics for me to learn? Uh, so I went on what I now kind of call my tour to women, <laughs> where I met all of these wonderful people uh, who all had very different piece of ad- pieces of advice. And I was talking with my friend Amanda, and we were sort of like, well, if all of these you know, women who are older than us have experienced this, I guarantee a lot of the younger women that we know have also experienced this. And to our knowledge, we, we hadn't really found a group of young women that were getting together and talking and building those relationships. And we feel in general, women network differently. You know, we, we expect a lot more of those relationships and we don't ask people for as many favors and we don't uh, put ourselves out there the same way that guys do. And so we really wanted to, you know, just start a fairly informal wine night kind of situation where we, you know, we sit around, we talk about things that we're experiencing, uh, frustrations, we vent, we get to know each other uh, and just kind of see where it goes from there. And ladies and gentlemen, they are a group of like 20, 21 to 25 year old women who have discovered the power of relationships and connecting. And I, I was on the tour to women Thank you, Marty Stone, for putting me on that list. It's a it's a sort of VIP group. Tracy Dietz, if you pretend to be Democratic a little bit more, you might get on the list. Aww. I was a Democrat like 14 <laughs> seconds ago, remember? Um, so these women have come together and realized the power of those connections. So, Lucy, tell us a little bit about what your first couple meetings were like. I mean, are were the women sort of excited to be sort of starting that different version of 
you know, handshaking and elbow rubbing? Yeah. So people, you know, the feedback that we received from people is that they came in thinking that they were going to be having just a normal networking thing, giving out business cards, making small talk. Um, And then when we were all sitting around like on a couch, drinking wine, having cheese and complaining or, you know, (laughs) talking about these different things and asking about advice and then getting into really, you know, serious but uplifting conversations about, you know, what what we can do, what we notice, um, things that we think can change. Uh, We've been getting a lot of really great feedback. People seem to be liking it. People are inviting their friends. Um, They're excited about coming. We, you know, want to also be doing fun trivia nights to, you know, just really build those those relationships or go out to a happy hour or go to a volunteer thing phone bank for a campaign, stuff like that. Um, So I think people are really excited, especially in a city like D.C. that's so transient and it's really hard to make those meaningful relationships with Mm -hmm. people. Um, We've been getting a lot of good feedback from that. This industry is generally very transactional, and this is clearly a different kind of approach, which is refreshing, it feels like. You know, it's like I feel like my relationship with Tracy Dietz is one of the few not transactional. I mean, now I have more. Well, you can't get me any work anyway because you know too many Republicans. But um, I know so many Democrats. Democrats. (laughs) I do. Um, So that feels that feels like such a cool, different angle. It's awesome. So I have a quick question. So you guys launched in July. Did you feel a difference once the Harvey Weinstein stuff broke? Like, was there more involvement? Did were people more likely to get involved? Did people feel more comfortable? Were they more open? So it's definitely led for some interesting conversations. Um, and I think we are still, we're in the newer phases of our you know, more formal meetings, but it's on the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, even in, in recent months, it's hitting a little bit closer to home in D.C. So I think this is a conversation that we, we want to be having. We also are interested in bringing in you know, some of those powerhouse ladies that we talked about uh, that can kind of help us with some of those conversations uh, because we don't we don't want to pretend like we have all the answers. We just think, you know, if we get enough badass people in the room that have ideas, we may come up with something. I'll be there next Tuesday night. So (laughs) that is all. I mean, it's really cool. So for our younger listeners, how do they find Empower? Sure. Uh, So if you're interested in joining, you can also check out our Facebook page. Uh, which is facebook.com slash groups slash M dot power <laughs> DC. We'll put a link on our Facebook page. <laughs> is this page. only for Democratic women? Currently. Okay. Yep. But if you know of a conservative millennial group that is doing the same thing, we'd love to join Sister forces groups. and do cool. a, yeah. you know, a happy hour. Awesome. We'd love to collaborate. Yeah. Awesome. We cool. talk a lot about, on, we talk a lot on this show about women helping women, women bringing women up, which we, Tracy and I believe is important, have had different opinions about how to accomplish the, yeah, the nature cha- of I'm that. I'm changing. I'm changing my <laughs> opinion on that. Um, and also about the advantage of single partisanship women supporting women and bipartisan women supporting women. And we happen to be in a highly polarized climate right now, so it's particularly complicated. But yeah, if if there are young Republican listeners, I'm sure Lucy or Amanda would be willing to talk to you about how to get that going, what the benefits have been, you know, maybe start like sort of parallel with like moments of collaboration, you know. And these are all, is there like an age, age bracket, like you're looking at 21 to... No, we're, we're calling it millennials, uh, knowing that maybe some of the older millennials aren't as interested in, in chatting with us, but we're like, you know, please come talk to us with, you know, as a speaker um, and stuff. But so there's no real age requirement oh. here. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, everybody who is interested, reach out to Lucy Beck and her crew, and um, we will post a link on our on the Dame It All to Hell Facebook page yeah. and message us if you have any questions. But thanks for coming That's in, Lucy Beck. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, it's really great. This is amazing. Thank you guys so much. 
Thanks so much to Lucy Beck for coming on the show. We are excited for this new piece of the podcast going forward. Really smart, great women who are willing to join our conversation. That was amazing. Yeah, super great. All right, here we go. Super great. Here we go, Tracy Dates. (laughs) On to our next topic, which is also a segment that we have really liked doing, and we think people like it. Crazy shit people say. Yes. Um, And this week, you know, last week I pitched the thing about Catherine Coops, and Tracy didn't think it was a big deal. This week, Tracy pitched this one to me, and I got a whole lot to say about it. So I had a whole other thing that I wanted to talk about, which was also crazy, but... um... I feel like we should just bring it up because it was fucking ridiculous, but it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was less exciting than when Hillary Clinton says really dumb shit. So Hillary said, we don't, in in reference to the in Democratic book, Party. Right? Or in a tour for her, for her she book? She was doing a tour on her yeah. book. She was on stage. She said, we don't do well with married white women, she said. Part of that is an identification with the Republican Party and an ongoing pressure to vote the way that your husband, your boss, or your son believes you should fuck you like are you seriously going to say that women can't make their own decisions when they go into a voting booth that's not what she said oh okay what that's what? not what she said oh, she okay. said that there is oh yeah let me lady explain you oh thanks no yeah. she just said that that our our husbands our bosses and our sons are pressuring us to vote a certain way. And we do it because of that. And that's why the Democrats have trouble with married women, because men are telling us what to do. I think that the and I myself did a lot of looking into this because it is definitely opinion about of Democratic strategists about how do you win the, the white female vote. And clearly it hasn't been working for Democrats. I mean, have a candidate that doesn't suck well, would be a good start. Also, women, white women voters, apparently they don't care about a right to choose a decision-making around your own body, pro, their pro-choice and pro-life. They don't really care about pay equity. They don't really care about paid family leave. They don't really care about concessions made for so what are the what are the Okay, so what are the studies that say all of that, that they don't care? Well, polling. We've seen a lot of polling. And polling's like been an, so good. Right. I'm saying like. I mean, they've been winning with that whole polling thing because, you know, Clinton was going to win by five. Right. So also, the Democrats aren't the only ones that poll. <laughs> Republicans poll too. I'm just saying Republicans are doing but, really good with that too. Yes. So. But it turns out that there is a uh, a weighted uh, return on investment in messaging for issues that are quote unquote have been deemed women's issues which I don't like that either because if a woman makes as much as a man it helps the whole family if there's paid leave then the dad gets to stay home with the kid too although I know you don't really believe in that if what? There, well what? we talked one time about how you didn't think that there needed to be that corporations need to provide paid leave for paternity and I maternity think leave corporations should provide whatever they want to as a corporation and if they want to provide certain benefits that are more attractive for certain people to work there then great and if they don't that's their Right. But it should be. And I'm of the assumption I'm of the the belief that it should be a part of how corporations have to. It should be regulation. But you don't like regulation. Yeah. Then get government jobs because governments (laughs) provide all that. So, oh, I mean, there is just so much. There's so much importance to work life balance that makes everything better. So the problem. so So the problem with the study that you sent that talked about. Um, hold on. There was a great quote in here. We think that Hillary Clinton was right in her analysis about women getting pressure from men and their lives, specifically white women. And then it goes on to say, we know white men are more conservative. So when you're married to a white man, you get a lot more pressure to vote consistent with that ideology. But then it goes on down to say the bottom line is literally economic. 
not ideological. And when you think about typically presidents and parties that are going to be better for the economy, it tends to sway Republican. Look at tax cuts. The economy was doing awesome under the Clinton administration. Oh, and actually, at the end of the Obama administration, Obama. it was, yeah. But I, so I think that there can be a balance. So I'm just the, saying that that's this bullshit. Is, this is a sociological say, study. Yeah, but to right? say that it has something to do with economics, when economics tends to be to sway t- more toward Republicans, regardless of but whether that's not it's... What this, so this, that particular line is in reference to a pay equity moment. So like white women that stay home and their husbands work, when there's a push for pay equity, they tend to assume that the difference in that earning is going to come out of their husband's pockets and go to the women when maybe the women don't really deserve it. But it's like what we've talked about a lot on this on this podcast. Does forced change need to be enacted in, in, act in order to bring gender equity to the right place. So uh, the Democrats have spent a lot of time trying to, you know, for lack of a better word, empower women voters, say like your issues are important, even if they are not the same as male issues. Right. But a lot of women in more traditional roles. We just assume that women can take care of themselves. I mean, like we Republicans. Yes. Republicans. The Republicans are. I am fighting this right now, but Republican women tend to think that Republican women and women them should be able to take care of themselves. Right, like, which is, but it's un, it's inaccurate. It's untrue. It's a pack of lies. Like I can't remember what state, but it's like Kentucky or Kansas or something. Just passed, um, they just passed an anti-abortion legislation that's like no abortions past fifteen weeks in that state. And you think like there are, if I my guess is there is no, there are very few women that were making that vote. Or well, I'm also guessing that married women care less about abortion than non-married women. Right. So that is the point because they're not right? having democratic abortions. female voters often think if I make a vote that's better for women everywhere, not just me, not a singular vacuum moment that the good of the oh, all. Oh, so you think democratic women care about all women? No, democratic women only more care than about Republican Demo- women. Oh. Republican women, <laughs> Democratic women only care about Democratic women. Democratic women will support well, des- women when they me. are when they have the same belief structure. I mean, we run into it every day. As long as we are on your side, you will back us and support us. But if we're on a different side, it's it's a totally and different. Thing. I'm I'm specifically referencing the side of supporting women, black, white, poor, rich, urban, rural, suburban, things that matter to their lives, pay equity. Paid family sick leave, uh, the right to choose, the, uh, the you know, whatever it is. Then you go into immigration education and those things aren't quite as relevant, although they can still be gendered. So you were totally fine with Hope Hicks making the same amount as everybody else in the White House. Despite yes. her her vast inexperience, which you talked no, about. they hired her to a senior position. She be paid as a senior position. My problem, my my issue is that is like was her assent to the senior position. But when you've been hired senior, fuck yeah, you better make it the same as everybody else. But why did her assent matter? Because it, mine was, could she do the job? Did she have experience to do the job? And when we got in that conversation, it was like she didn't take any interviews. She wasn't on the. She wasn't in the press room. Right, I, she got plucked. Right, but that's there, even better. She never took the. We talked about this. You agreed with me at the time, but she never took the extra step to prove that she was smart and strategic. And so, which is fine. She doesn't have to. But that is a lot. Like I'm allowed to be left questioning if I if I never see her be smart. And but once you get into that role, fuck yeah, you get paid the same. Also, if you have to take maternity leave, if you have 17 kids 
and you take three months every time, your pay should not go down as a result of that. You, we even though are, you're taking all that time off, we're in charge of continuing the human race. You and me, not him, not him, not him. We but are what the if only your ones company that make fucking babies. But what if your company cannot continue to produce at the same rate that it was producing if you're gone for three months? Well, that's where I think the big government is helpful. Government subsidies to corporations that offer really strong paid family leave time. Oh, it happens God. in a whole bunch of other countries. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're the only country next to Papua New Guinea that doesn't have expected... So you like, want government... This is totally derailing. Now, you want government subsidies to corporations, but you don't want tax cuts to corporations. I so want, that corporations have more money to pay their people and provide leave for things I'm like cool that. I'm cool with tax cuts for corporations if, it is, if it's the kind of tax cut that helps rich people and poor people. Your, so your the Republican okay tax okay. plan is is really it's giving lots of tax cuts to the very t- wealthiest the, and the not the Republican to the tax plan is so convoluted I don't actually know what it does. Yeah, I mean nobody we only I mean, know top line messaging. I mean right? we yes. know that everybody got a like an increase in their paycheck, but we don't actually know what that means next year when certain things happen. Yeah. It, it, so I mean every president is allowed to do their own legislation and is in, it is a, it is the responsibility of voters to elect the people that are going to make this country what it needs to be. Right. I be, I'm a, I believe in the fucking system. But what I'm saying is what we were talking about is there are years and decades worth of voting data that shows. I just want to say that if you are going to support women and you are going to be the the women's choice for candidate for president, you can't go out on your public tour and say, well, married white women voted for Republicans because their husbands made them. Also, she didn't say that when she was running for president. She she said said it it now. Fucking stand up for women. She's not going to run again. What she's saying is like, this is what I experienced as the first ever female nominee from a major political party running for president. She's supposed to be the hero. She's supposed to be. No, she's supposed to have recognition for what that is and be able to respond honestly about the obstacles. Is men made them do it. That's why. That's why she lost. Oh, my God. We need to, you and I should go to some focus groups together. You pick some of your Republican pollster friends that are having groups and get us invited. And I'm going to pick some of my Democratic pollsters that are having groups. And you just wait. Have you ever been to a group? I got kicked out of one. (laughs) Were you participating or were you viewing? I was participating. Okay. So on the other side of the two-way mirror, what these people say, Tracy Dietz, it's like there is... A, a lot of women will say straight up, like, I don't really care about politics. And like, my husband says it's better for the family's bottom line if I vote for this guy. Now, that's not pressure. He's not saying, do it or I'll hit you. But there is, there has always been higher engagement in learning and voting from professional men than stay-at-home women. It's just the way it is. Don't be blind to reality. And what Hillary's saying in, re- in retro, in like uh, retrospect, there was a reality to that. Now, her campaign did not do the right kind of campaigning in Michigan and in the flyover states, and they didn't pay attention to the right people, and they chose to, their votes in urban. I'm not saying the campaign was devoid of issues, but what I'm saying is when you understand women voters, there is so much there there, and I don't even blame them for it. So if you're going to be with her and you're going to be, I mean, she was the first Female candidates. Female nominee from a major political party. Yeah. First female nominee from a major political party. Yep. You can't come out after the fact and be like, well, 
Why not? Because women, because you fucking can. Why not? Because to say that women can't make their own decisions, regardless of of how she's freaking spinning it, like she is basically saying that married women aren't capable of making their own decisions. She's saying, and if that's the case, then why do we let women make decisions anyway? She's saying that in campaigns past, then why are we even let women vote? Because if men are just, if women are just going to vote like the way their fucking husband tells them to, then it's a two man vote. It's not even one man one vote. We're working on empowering women then to be able to fucking empower women I, then she should fucking empower women literally nobody's empowered women. women as much as hillary clinton nobody nobody i mean she was an elected senator she was a first lady and there's a lot of shit there don't get me wrong she was a united states senator she was the secretary of state she's the first woman th- who had the chance her to run statement this thing. is saying that basically she got there because of bill oh so you bill are so full there. of shit <laughs> the statement is saying in reviewing the way people vote in the past, which is based on insane amounts of data, which there's so... You're a fucking data person. You know insane that. Insane amounts of data. You're talking about fo- how many fucking focus groups? A focus group of 10 women. Oh, 10 that, times like 1.7 million focus groups. I mean, there is just so much voter behavior data out there. And what she's saying is that that is not the way it should go. That women... That, that the Democratic Party needs to step the fuck up and start talking to voters about what they want to hear, which, believe me, we are working on. And, I mean, I can't speak for the whole fucking party, but you know what I mean. And we should not ignore the way women have voted in the past. More than 50% of women voted for a predator. Everybody knew he was a predator before he was elected because they were going to be good for his pocketbooks. I don't blame them, but I'm saying there's fucking no morality in there. There's no women rights in there. There's no like, I don't, you know, I'm a woman, so nobody grabs my shit. I mean, the man, there's 11 or something women on the record saying that he he assaulted or whatever them, no, no, misconducted no. There was, them. There was one. No, the hand up the skirt on the airplane, the forced Wait, kiss in the elevator. Wait, we're talking about Trump. The, yeah, Trump, ta- Trump. Oh, sorry. Trump. We're not talking about Roy Moore. No, Trump, Trump. So, like, I'm saying that more than 50% of white women no, ended no, up it, voting it, for Trump, so even though he was a predator. No, when he... Oh. When he was elected, he was none of that stuff was, it was out. All, all those women, the, 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 the hand up the skirt and the forced kiss on the elevator were out. When? The During day the before the election? I don't fucking know. Before he was the president of the United States. Anyway, I'm saying that we have a problem in this country. I don't disagree. Choices, we have a huge fucking problem. Of morality, of empowerment, of the interest in democracy. People fucking hate politics. And that is our job to re-engage them. But a woman who is one of the most successful, strategic, ballsy women that's ever been engaged in our political system is speaking the truth. Yeah, but and still couldn't get women to vote for. For sure. Like how? Because we have a power because we have a problem because women have never been a trust. Women can't be executives. What if they get their fucking period? Okay, so I don't think that's why women did not vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, I I agree with you, but I think that's there is this element of not trusting women to do a man's job. And to insulting to women. So. You don't think there's some element of women not People not voting for women because they can't do the job because they're a woman, not a a man's job? I think if we keep assuming that women can't make decisions and that women are going to make decisions based off of the fact that women get their periods, then sure, we're never going to get ahead. We're going to just keep assuming that women are stupid and incapable and can't make their own decisions. So great. That's good. I think we're... We should keep... Yeah, let's keep screaming that. And here we go. I don't disagree. But I think that that statement from Hillary Clinton was a backwards looking statement every person is trying to do it differently going forward not every person then she should come out and say that then she should come out and say well did you read the whole interview 
I mean, it's very possible she said at the end, and now it's the year of the woman, read, and let's I've support women article, candidates. But I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I did not. A, no, I have not watched. Fair enough. I have not watched the entire. I think it's very likely that she's empowering along the way in part of her retro. You know, and a lot of people are asking for her to look back, tell me what went wrong. You know, a lot of people are looking for that. You're not, but a lot of people are. So I think that. More women are running than ever in Texas. More women voted than ever. I think that it, it's a time to be like, if you if you want change, step the fuck up. You know, you and I are stepping up in our own industries and yeah. in our own circles. I think candidates are stepping up. I think voters, I think that's the X factor where I don't really know if voters are going to step up. But I we can't ignore the way it's been. It's like you have to you have to acknowledge history for change to happen. And so... I I agree. Like if you you got to trust that women can make good decisions in their own right based on their own intelligence, but prove it, women. Do it. Make your own fucking decisions. Make the right decisions. Don't stop electing. Stop electing predators. Stop yeah. saying the best choice. Like this is the best we got. Stop electing predators. Stop hiring predators. That was their choice. Right. They but they made that choice the because up. that's they did step the fuck up. They stepped the fuck up and not and did not vote for your person. Instead, they voted for your predator. The economy is booming. Tax cut. I mean, there's a gajillion things that we could talk about as to why they voted for him and why they wanted something different. They had eight years of Obama. They fucking hated him. They wanted something different. And so they made a choice. And my problem why is their, is their choice, choice was like, shit. Because you didn't like him. No. It doesn't. My, their choice my was not good enough. So given it's the choice. My problem is they were only given the choice of somebody that could shake it up even though he's a predator. They made the choice in the fucking primaries. Right, which when is they voted fucked in up, primaries, Tracy. They picked it's him. Up. It doesn't matter. It does matter. We should expect better. I think that's what you said like 10 minutes ago. Like it was still their choice. Right. Their choice let's, was the choice help their choice make better choices. I don't absolutely. Yeah. Let's do. Then you know what? Let's put up some better women candidates. But we are definitely doing that on our side. Fantastic. Yeah. And I hope it's not Elizabeth Warren cuz that's not better. Oh Jesus Christ, Tracy Deets. This was fun today. I'm going to need more alcohol. Anybody got another Bellini for me? God. (laughs) This is hard. Are we done? We're done. Can we be done? Yes. We're done. All right, all. Thank you for listening. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot there. And as you all know, Tracy and I work through a lot right here with the the Mike's Live. I love her. Yeah. Hang in there. She's my favorite. And I think I might buy you tickets to her road show for your birthday. You go with me? I would totally go with you. (laughs) I would totally go. I absolutely would. All right. Okay, y'all. You still make me a better person. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. So if you, uh, God, I, you say it every time. Say I know. the thing. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. This was fun today. Subscribe to Dame It All to Hell at Apple Podcasts, Stitchers, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. Thanks, all. See you next week. Bye.